I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Character Unlock. I'll be hosting this week as I did two episodes ago. My name's John Miller and with me is uh, my good buddy, Andrew Brooker. Hello, Hello mate. <laughs> Getting Fuck. it out early. Yeah. The Andrews. Fuck's sake. Sorry, Brooks. <laughs> I'll, I'll do better next time. You damn straight you will. <laughs> so what have you been up to the last couple of weeks then, Mr. Brooks? Not much, mate. Not much. Bit of... Uh... A lot of films, a little bit of gaming. Uh, I'm kind of slowly playing Horizon in like half-hour slots, so I I don't have to talk about Horizon for about three months, and then one day <laughs> I'm just going to turn up and go. So I finished Horizon. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure in a couple of weeks that plan goes completely out the window, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But yeah, I'm good, mate. How about yourself? You're right. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, certainly enjoying. It. I mean, besides from you know obvious things and Easter being the most recent. Time, so I spent time with the folks, which is a, a place where they've only just about got two meg broadband. So they've only just got electricity up there, haven't they? Yeah, it's the north. They they don't have decent things like that. Everything runs on oil lanterns. They have steam <laughs> trains and everything. Fucking hell! It's a simpler <laughs> time up there. Yeah, everything's just down road as well. Yeah, that road happens to be like fifty miles long, but it's still just down road and cobbled. Yeah, it's also cobbled, and there's horses. <laughs> uh so. Not really a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks, if you really think about it, apart from we managed to pick up three bits of news, one of which I managed to find literally about 30 minutes ago because I was looking for some other news and I go, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to talk about that later. Well, to be fair, one of them we kind of lucked into as well because we delayed recording for a day. Yes, and there's a very good reason for that and it was nothing to do with me completely forgetting we were supposed to record this week. <laughs> but no, it's it's really cool because otherwise our, our news, like if we'd have recorded yesterday, our news on Friday, you know, when this podcast comes out would have been, so tomorrow there's a new Call of Duty thing and we're sure it's going to be nice and it would have already been out of date. Yeah. But as because is... There is a new Call of Duty thing yeah. and it is somewhat average. <laughs> I'm I, I quite like the look of it, but yeah. But I, now you know yeah. we're we're a couple of hours, we're literally an hour and a half removed from the from the reveal show finish uh, wrapping up. So a nice fresh fresh brand new hot take on Call of Duty. Yeah. So with our news, we'll start with uh, Call of Duty World War Two with a nice inventive title they've given it. Or but it could be worse, mate, because during that reveal they kept saying World War. W-W-I-I. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, stop. Just stop. <laughs> no one is that fucking stupid. You can say World War Two, and we will figure out your hashtag, you fucking imbeciles. <laughs> so you're not going to be playing Call of Duty hashtag W-W-I-I? No. <laughs> uh, so, what's it pending for? November launch? No- yeah, November 3rd it comes out. Uh, did you watch the reveal? 
I, I started watching it, but I was also out, so it was kind of like on my phone screen on YouTube, just sort of going. Fair I can enough. barely make out what's going on here. Fair enough. So did you see that? You didn't see the trailer for it. Uh, I saw the trailer and I saw the first. I, I think I saw up to the first uh, background creation thing where they talked about we were really enjoying making Call of Duty because it meant we got to play with guns. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, the, well, the trailer looks looked looks really good. Actually, I I have to admit, I I looked at it and went, this looks nice. It looks new. It looks shiny. It's coming from Sledgehammer Games, who co-developed Modern Warfare Three. Yeah. And then on their own developed Advanced Warfare back in 2014. Which was good-ish. I, I really enjoyed Advanced Warfare. Uh, wasn't that the Kevin Spacey simulator? That was Kevin Spacey simulator, yes. Yeah. So, so we're back now, so obviously they're, they're in the three-year development cycle. And they did spend a lot of time telling us in this reveal how they've been working on it for two and a half years. Yeah. And very desperately trying to make us believe that they're not doing this just because Battlefield 1 was so successful last year. Yeah, I, I believe that they were making a game for two and a half years. But what I don't believe was that they made a game that was a World War Two shooter for the last two years. Maybe they. This is it. What I believe is the day after Battlefield One went absolutely mental and everybody suddenly loved Battlefield again, every executive ran into Sledgehammer and went, "Reskin your shit quick." Yeah, <laughs> that's what I believe. Uh, although, I mean, that's a big game to reskin. I mean, I guess it's it? not difficult to, to reskin a couple of ships. Uh, assuming that they were going for a game... I mean, it's been, it's been what, six months since Battlefield? Yep. That's not an awful lot of time to go, yeah, we're going World War Two. If they were doing something, say... Cause, well, the last one was Advanced Warfare. They could have been making Advanced Warfare 2. Yeah. Basically. I mean... That's a fair uh, amount of reskinning to do. Yeah, I mean, the cynic in me does say that it's all reactionary to Battlefield One. Yeah, but I, I mean, I do kind of want to give them the benefit of the doubt because I, I, I know a lot of people shit on it, and we said this a lot in our Call of Duty special months ago now, mate. But I have a lot of time for Call of Duty, and I do, I enjoy playing them. I enjoy playing the story, so I, I kind of want to give Acti and Sledgehammer. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, they, they probably just started working on this a year after Advanced Warfare was done. You know, when the next Call of Duty came out and no one cared about Advanced Warfare and its multiplayer anymore, so they cracked on and decided it was going to be World War Two. Yeah. Be- because, you know, we might maybe maybe they are listening to fans because people have been screaming for, you know, a World War Two game or a World War One game like Battlefield One for a long time now. So Well no one was screaming for World War One games. They just no. sort of got handed to them and they were like, Yeah, this is pretty cool. So but I'm guess they Six months isn't a lot of time to reskin, but if you think about it, it's been almost a full year since Battlefield 1 was announced to being a World War 1 game. Yep. So, yeah, it could be that it was reskinned back then because they'd have gone, oh shit, Battlefield have released a, a World War 1 game. We should probably do something that's. We can finally go, let's go back to World War 2. Yeah. So, you know, let's, uh, I, I want to hope that they're not, you know, they're not being. It's not cynical cash in. I, I want to hope that they're putting some effort in, and they, to be fair to them, they usually do put some effort into these games. So I'm quite looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to seeing any more fucking marketing. <laughs> like that that reveal, it lasted 45 minutes, and dude, I was fucking exhausted. If I hear the phrase "boots on the ground" one more time, my head is likely to explode. Okay. 
because <laughs> over and over and over again we're giving you the boots on the ground experience the boots on the ground experience fuck off you're making me a call of duty game it is not the boots on the ground experience if you want to talk about that let's talk armor or operation flashpoint yeah that's the boots on the ground experience you know I I will gladly as well come back on the 5th of November and eat my words if I'm wrong. But as much as I love Call of Duty, they're fun, throwaway, popcorn fodder games. I don't believe for a second it's going to be the haunting, visceral, horrific game that they're promising me. Or the boots on the ground experience. Yeah. Call of Duty multiplayer is going to be the same twitchy thing that's been around since God knows how long. Yeah. My... I'm interested in one thing. Go on. Head, the headquarters. What do you mean? The headquarters is essentially the the tower in Destiny. Okay. But the Call of Duty version of it. It's essentially a big social hub. And, you know, you, you can get, like, um, well, looking at this picture that I've got, there's, like, you know, nearly 50 people just sort of milling around in yeah. what looks like a, uh, a forward base on a beach somewhere, probably near France. Okay. So... What that is could be the meanings that the campaign might have an MMO element to it. Okay. And it being acty, I think that's entirely possible. Yeah. Or they're just going to make it so that instead of having a menu, a simple menu, they're going to be, oh, yeah, you, you mill around here and you can go find people and you go head over to the tent that's got the zombies game mode and then you go in there as a party. Yeah. Okay. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. This is... I don't really think that they've uh, put any real showing into what the the headquarters is. It's just, it's exactly that. It's a big social space. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the thing is, and this is this is the way Call of Duty has been revealed now for five years, maybe. You know, we get a, a reveal like this. What are we, six weeks away, seven weeks away from E3? Yeah. So it will turn up at E3 and we'll get, you know, a mission playthrough and we'll get some, a bit of... A multiplayer showing and a demo on the zombies and and all that good stuff. I, that all that we will see at E3. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a couple of frames of gameplay. I have to admit. I know it was a reveal. And I know it's all about the, the teasing for your E3 stuff, but I would have liked to have seen a little bit because all the little bits that say in-game footage. You know, you can show that you can show that to me till the cows come home. Pre-rendered yeah. in-engine footage is not what makes the game. Yeah, and it looks really good. You know, all oh, that, yeah. that, that, that pre-rendered that, stuff looked great. That water looked spectacular. And the uh... <laughs> what? Seriously, the the tell of a good graphics is the water. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Look at Grand Theft Auto and how shitty the water looks in every game True. up until the most recent one. Yeah, but I have to admit, I did like because uh, they got a few of the the guys that. Are starring in it the voice actors and mocap workers uh one of which is josh Hamill, a guy who i've been a fan of for quite a while he's i think most people would know him from like transformers uh i know him as danny from las vegas and i love him as danny from las vegas i don't care about transformers but it was totally really not googling who josh Duhamel is he's the he's tyrese's mate in the transformers movie make it seem like i remember the transformers movies he's the uh... soldier <laughs> The, 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 there's a lot of soldiers in it. Um, no, but he's, he's the white soldier guy. He's the white soldier. Yeah. Thanks. Well, oh, because the in... other one is Black Tyrese. <laughs> and Mexi- Shut up. And Mexican <laughs> dude from Prison Break. Holy crap, it was the Mexican. <laughs> Apparently he's Frank Dunning in 112263. 
not that that means anything to me right now. I've not seen eleven twenty two sixty three. I know he's married to Fergie from Black Eyed Peas. Someone has to taking one for the team. Absolutely not. I would take that one for the team. She's <laughs> pretty hot. Yes, I think we all would. <laughs> I was trying to be sarcastic while I was looking into this book. <laughs> oh, I just yeah, I I remember who he is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I know who he who. But he to his character looks like him as well, which is good because they've always had that thing with Call of Duty where. Where Kevin Spacey looked like Kevin Spacey. Well, Kevin Spacey looked like Kevin Spacey, but Soap That's... Soap didn't look like Kevin Wass's face. Your sergeant guy in World at War definitely did not look like Kiefer Sutherland. And, uh... Rez- and Reznov has never looked like Oldman. Gary Oldman, ever. So um... at least they're bringing their tech at least up to date, if not... <laughs> well, it's been... I'd say that they've had decent mocap and of the characters since... Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Because, let's face it, um, David Harewood looks like David Harewood in yeah. uh, Infinity Warfare. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. Um, and the some of the other characters looked like who they were supposed and to be. Jon Snow looks like Jon Snow. That's the one. I was trying to remember who the shitty bad guy was who really can't act. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I look forward to every Call of Duty. It'll be, it'll be fun. I'm excited for a new campaign, yeah. because I do like a Call of Duty campaign, and it'd was... be nice to play one that's, well, the World at War campaign was one of my favourites, Yeah, just behind um, Black Ops, I as, did, uh... as mentioned in the Call of Duty cast. Yeah, I did, I was kind of half live tweeting the reveal from the from the Character Unlock Twitter account, and I kind of said, you know, the, the if this game, because, you know, another Call of Duty game in World War Two, if this doesn't end at the Reichstag, I'm going to be very unhappy. Well, but that's <laughs> that's all well and good, but only on the assumption that this is going to be a one-off and they're not going to make a franchise out of it. Oh, true, but we can't have World War Two too. World War Two. Well, W-W-I-I-I-I. <laughs> I think Nintendo hold that run. I think they do. The, the, they did. I was watching. I think the feed I was watching was from IGN uh, for the reveal, and obviously, because obviously a lot of the journalists have gotten some extra info they can share after the Activision event. Yeah. And one of the bits that kind of interested me, but at the same time, I thought I'm not sure many hardcore Call of Duty. Okay, not many hardcore Call of Duty fans are actually going to play the campaign, but I'm not sure many hardcore COD fans are going to like some of the changes they're making to the camp. Now, I only half caught this, so I may have got the wrong end of the stick, uh, because it was, you know, half past six, and it was bedtime for child, so other things kind of took over. But yeah. from from what I can gather, like, there's no hiding behind rocks and regen health in this one. Ooh. I think you have to, if you get you hit... Hunt out health packs. No, you have to go find your medic. Okay. Can't you just, like, spam the medic button, like in Battlefield? don't know. Well, I, I do not know. <laughs> or just uh, keep... Uh, spam the medic button like in uh, Team Fortress. <laughs> but this will be, you know, we're not just talking about multiplayer, we're talking about in the in the, in the campaign. So, what if your medic has shit AI? Oh, God. Just I can just think about the fucking shitty AI that we've had in previous Call of Duties where you've just gone, we need to go over here and just waiting for someone to turn up. Yeah, there's just one guy running around a dustbin 20 feet behind you. But the AI's just gone... Oh, we need to go through this door, and then they just stand nowhere near it for like five minutes. Yep. 
and because uh, apparently you have to do the same thing for ammo as well. If you run out of ammo, you have to go find a Corman or no Corman's a medic, isn't it? So yeah. I don't know uh, an um, ammo an ammo guy, or just pick a gun up off the floor. Yeah, with full capacity. But um, at this at this point, I'd I'd kind of I'd watched the reveal, so I was just half listening to stuff while I'd done other things. So I may have like, gone completely the wrong end of the stick, but I do think that's that's how it's going to be working, which I quite like. I like the idea of actually putting some some uh, threat in the people yeah. shooting at you instead of just, oh no, you got me, I'm just going to hide here. As long as they don't combine that with the infinite spawning enemies like in previous Call of Duty games. Well, it's a sledgehammer game, so we might be okay. <laughs> just imagine that. It's like, you need to go find your medic, but enemies won't stop spawning. Yeah. But yes, it, the, the Treyarch infinite grenade spam. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, because you'd call the medic over, and there'd just be infinite grenade spam at the feet of the medic, and then he dies. Yep. And then you've got no medic. <laughs> but I really, I quite like it. It sounds like a good idea, and I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I refuse to be negative on Call of Duty. I did have to laugh though when I saw like the Facebook and Twitter posts and that, because like for the last year, everyone's going, uh, Call of Duty doesn't need jetpacks, and now it's filled with people going. Uh, why are you going back into the past? Uh, I want my jetpacks. Fuck off, will ya? Make Just up go your minds. Go looking through their Twitter feed and see where it is that they confirm that they're an Arsenal supporter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, right. Moving on. Uh, a studio known as Three Fields Entertainment, who are founded by former Criterion staff and founders themselves, Fiona Sperry and Alex Ward, have uh, released, well, are imminently releasing a game for a tenor called Danger Zone. This is a spiritual successor to, to <laughs> Crash Mode from Burnout Games. <laughs> you son of a bitch. No Kenny Loggins for you. That's my line. And now um, I know what I'm doing to the edit. Yep, just going <laughs> Kenny Loggins everywhere. Now, I'm assuming everyone's played Crash Mode from, like, Burnout Paradise and Takedown back in the day. Oh, that was, but Crash Mode in Burnout Paradise is one of my favourite things ever. Exactly. Crash Mode was probably the third best part about all of Burnout behind just like the, the standard takedown races. Or, well, that's about it really. <laughs> or just driving around in Paradise just with your friends and trying to get to the stadium. Yeah, that was a bastard. Yeah trying to organise, especially by the time I got to it because it was the only one I needed for my platinum and it was three <laughs> years after the damn game came out. It's just, just getting people into the lobby there, was different. There were only nine people left playing the game and I needed eight of them in that stadium. Yep. <laughs> it's alright because Burnout Paradise is backwards compatible I believe. It is. I've got it installed I haven't played it yet. I may turn it on now thinking about it because Burnout Paradise was cool. Yeah, I, I don't have time We'll we'll get on to why I don't have time a little bit later, but yeah, I've I've got a plan for my games for the next few weeks, and none of it involves burnout, sadly. So, the little bit of story behind Danger Zone, it works pretty much exactly like Crash Mode did. There's apparently 20 junctions uh, called crash testing scenarios, and you drive into the junction and try and create the biggest impact that causes enough vehicles to blow up and smash to pieces to earn a smash breaker, which makes your car explode. Scoring points as per, well, crash mode. So, basically for a tenner, you get to smash cars to smithereens and set leaderboards, because everyone loves a good leaderboard, and 
proved they're the best at causing auto wrecks in the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, three field, three fields entertainment. You said, didn't you? Yeah. They're the they're guys the, that made they, Dangerous uh, Golf. Yes, they did. Have you played Dangerous Golf? Uh, I haven't. I've watched videos of it though. It is wank. Yes, it is. Like I bought that on release day, basically on the promise of former Criterion devs make golf game. Well, no, make burnout crash mode with golf balls. Yep. I was like, this sounds fucking awesome, and I must—I think I spent twelve quid on it. I played it for an hour, and I've <laughs> uninstalled it. It was fucking awful. Uh, it, they've it, got it they've ran got out a VR game. Yeah, le- lethal VR, dangerous VR, something like lethal that. Lethal VR. Lethal. I haven't played it. You should apparently because they have it. It exists. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of I would hope that this because instead of going we're doing burnout crash, uh, with golf balls, actually saying we're doing it with cars excites me a little bit. But I'm very very nervous after the last one. <laughs> Well, as long as it's not like a completely ropey experience, yeah, and it essentially is just going to be burnout crash mode, but with decent graphics and new physics engines. But if it paves the way for a new fucking burnout game, yeah, then I'm okay with that. As long as it's an actual burnout game and not like Need for Speed burnout, like <laughs> shit. What was it called? Um, the Run. Yeah. No. Yeah. Was the it run. the Run? The Run was like. No, that was the other one. Most Wanted. It was Most Wanted was supposed to be Burnout. Oh, yeah. Need, okay. need for Speed's Burnout. Yeah, I didn't like the new Most Wanted. I still stand by the best Need for Speed of recent years was uh, Hot Pursuit. The Hot Pursuit yeah. remake was outstanding. Oh, yes. I remember the Hot Pursuit remake. I think I spent... I think I don't actually do any racing for the bandits. I think it was just the cops. Because the cop cars were so much fun. Yeah, I think I'd done both. I think I... I didn't get gold in all of them. But I finished both campaigns if you like I don't think you could finish one campaign without having played so much of the other one I, I think there remember. was a, I think if I remember right I don't think I finished the cop campaign because I hadn't played so much of the, the bandit campaign because I think there was some there was something that was communal unlocking the yeah. experience or something okay. and you could you couldn't get enough to complete the game without doing some of both yeah I suppose that makes sense because they want people to you know play all the game yeah but I, uh, I think I bought I remember buying my brother a copy of it as well and us just spending hours and I mean literally like four or five hours just one on one in each other in, <laughs> in multiplayer like one was the cop and one was the racer and then you'd swap round that makes that sounds exactly what the game was supposed to be it was awesome you know but for a game to literally for you to be able to do that with one other person for hours on end that that's my kind of racing game it only really works if you've got someone who is almost equal to you in terms of racing. Unfortunately, yeah. with me and my friends, we're al- although we're all pretty good, there is one who is much better than the rest and another who is much worse than the rest. <laughs> and the middle of the pack is pretty much set in stone as to what the order is going to be almost every race. Fair enough. Because, well, it's a racing game. You People don't really get better. They just stop sucking as much. Yeah. Everyone has their their glass ceiling that you can't really get past. Doesn't matter what you try. <laughs> Which is why I don't play racing games. Yeah, especially why you don't play racing games with me because my my glass ceiling is considerably higher than yours. Oh yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to make some horrendous mistake in order for you to just keep the same. <laughs> so. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, I'll give it. I'll give. 
new, I'm, I'm, new Burnout Crash. I'll give that a go happily. I'm looking forward to it, and I just hope that it's uh, it's not a complete waste of money and time. Yeah, I I will I won't I won't buy it day one like I did with Dangerous Golf. That makes sense. Uh, I will I will wait for a few people that I know that are playing it to go. Actually, it's really good because there won't be much in the way of multiplayer outside of leaderboards for a game like that. So yeah, well, it's only available on PC and PS4. Oh, I'm, I have a PS4, so that's okay. So do I. <laughs> but that's the only downside that I can find for this game so far is that it's not going to be released on Xbox, which means that you know it's going to be difficult for me to play it. Yeah, that's a shame. But uh, it's a small game, so it's going to be one of those. Well, I'm sitting in the living room. I've just finished watching something on Netflix. Oh fuck it, I'll stick the PlayStation on for a bit. Yeah. And then spend an hour and a half waiting for it to download an update, and then turn off the PlayStation and move into my and play on my Xbox <laughs> instead. Yeah. Uh, our last piece of news, something that came out of the well, almost out of the blue uh, last week, because it was uh, discovered by someone on Reddit who was using the uh, the preview program that they discovered self-service refunds on Xbox One. Uh, Mr. Brooker, do you want to take the lead on, on self-service refunds? Okay, so self-service refunds on Xbox One is basically uh, Microsoft following the Steam-style setup for getting a refund on your digital games. There are rules in place, so you can't, you know, I can't get rid of the game that I've completed and you know spent 150 hours on the same basic steam rules apply for this so you have you have to have had the, owned the game for less than two weeks you have to have played it for less than two hours uh are the basics which is the basics for steam it yeah. does come with a couple of caveats and i d- it depends on what time of day i think about this is whether or not i can rationalize it or more importantly how i rationalize it but the cav- i think most of the caveats are so dlc and season passes uh, aren't eligible, so which is understandable. I'm pretty sure the same is true for Steam. Yeah, you have to have downloaded the game and booted it up at least once before you can hit refund on it. So I, I guess this stops you from or it, it prevents the oh I accidentally hit buy. Let me quickly stop that. You know you'd have to then purposefully let it download, boot it up, close it down, and hit refund. So it 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 stops. It doesn't really stop, I suppose, remorse buying, but it, it means that you have to at least turn the game on and give it a go before you you get your refund out of it. Uh, refunds won't be given for for at least a day uh, after the initial release of a game. Now I don't quite. I, I think there are a couple of reasons behind this. I think probably the first reason would be. So you can you can't say I want a refund because it's broken. You can at least get your day one patch that every game gets. <laughs> yeah. Not that it will make any difference if you didn't want to play it because you'd just download the patch and wait a day and still refund it. But you know, it says certain Windows 10 apps may not be eligible. So, which is a bit vague. And obviously, if you abuse the system, much like Steam, you'll be told no, you can't refund it anymore. I don't know. What do you think, Mel? I, I think this is great. I'm I'm a big fan of getting. I'm a big fan of getting refunds. No, that's <laughs> not quite right. But I'm a big fan of having the ability to get a refund because this has been. I've I've told this story a bunch of times. I don't think I've ever told it on the podcast though. So I had an issue a couple of years ago with Sony where I 
accidentally bought the season pass for the wrong version of Far Cry 4. Uh, what? Well, I... <laughs> So I, I had Far Cry 4 digitally. I got it for free when with the whole Unity uh, Assassin's Creed Unity season pass thing. Oh, yeah, that debacle. Yeah, so I got Far Cry 4 for free. And while it was downloading, I sat on the store on my iPad and bought the season pass. Okay. Uh, I accidentally bought the season pass for the PS3 version and not oh. the PS4 one. Ouch. And instantly I phoned up Sony customer service and they were like, well, no, because all sales are final. I was like, oh, oh okay. Oh, but literally, I mean, I argued with him for about 10 minutes. I was like, look, look, come on, I'm going to, if you refund the sale, I am going to instantly buy the season pass for the PS4 version. But no, they wouldn't have it. Uh, obviously, this wouldn't count on the Xbox because it's DLC and season pass. Yep. But I think it's a big step forward for consoles. And Sony haven't said anything about this, but I think it's going to force them to step up. Yeah, I can imagine at E3 they'll go, we're adding... Um, refunds to our yeah. terms of service. See now, Xbox One have already had refunds in the if you'd owned the game for fourteen less than fourteen days and you had less than I think it was five hours, I think, and you could phone them up or go through the Xbox chat yeah. on the Microsoft website and get someone to refund you and they'll delete it from your uh, your account. So this is a big step forward because it's the self service thing. I mean. I think it was five hours. It might have been eight. I've had a lot of success with... Uh, I've had a lot of good experiences with Xbox customer service, which is why I know, you know, console to console, the PS4 is better, for want of a better word, but the customer service experience, which is more important to me when I'm playing console games, Yeah. you know, I I can't fault Xbox. So I bought, stupidly, I bought the prototype Xbox One re-releases on day <laughs> one, yeah. Happy to as well because I love both those games. I thought they were oh, great. Yeah. But prototype I boot- one and two were great. I booted up Prototype One, and by the time I got to the end of the opening cutscene, the audio was already three seconds out from the video. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, well this isn't good, and it carried on like that in the game. So I instantly I, I live chatted with with uh, Xbox support, and I went, look, this it's broken. Please refund me instantly. No worries at all. But actually. What was more impressive was I don't know if you remember when Battlefield Four came out. Uh, oh. we had, we had this, we, I bought the season pass for Battlefield Four, but we had a delay in I think the second bit of DLC, like for season pass premium holders or whatever that we were called. We yeah. were supposed to get it on X date, and it came out for everybody else, and Xbox didn't because it was suddenly you know it was causing problems or not working. So that well actually you know what fuck you guys I phoned up. Uh, Xbox support and said, "Look, they've released this this thing. They've not they've not delivered what they promised. Can I have my money back?" And yes, I handed back my season pass and they gave me back my forty quid. <laughs> you know, I was quite yeah. happy with that. Uh, I have a lot of time for Xbox customer support, and this being able to do this self service would be great. But Sony needs to up their game quick. I mean, uh, I will throw in there. I understand the DLC season pass and add-ons not eligible for self service refunds because. Well, it's difficult to do DLC self-service refunds and. Uh, but they're essentially and unlock codes. Yeah, because they? they yeah they're unlock codes. There's no way of knowing if what because with DLC it's especially for games that are big ones like uh, Skyrim and Mass Effect, Dishonored even. If the DLC isn't something that's 
extra to the game and it's just something that you find inside the game i'm yeah. guessing dishonored i i don't think probably no. dishonored was wrong no dishonored had two separate story bits of dlc they were expansions more than yeah so okay i mean but dishonored would have counted yeah. in the dishonored you would go you'd play it and go well this doesn't work and i know it works in you know in the standard game so yeah. you can't you can't do a self-service refund okay that's a bit of a pain but you like i say with xbox at least you can jump into live chat and say look i've installed this i've given them a day to patch it because they they must know about it it still isn't working please pull the license for it and refund me and i would say probably 99 times out of 100 unless you're a complete dick they will refund you and take the license back yeah i've never skin off their nose I think the only time I had an issue with Xbox Live support was because I had a hardware fault and it was just difficult for me to send the uh, power pack for my Xbox because I wasn't willing to send them the power pack without receiving a replacement one first. Yeah. And they said that because mine would, had fallen out of warranty, I'd need to send the power pack and then okay. wait for its repair. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. And the issue with the power pack itself was that it was just, I could hear it. Yeah. I could hear it rather than that there was actually an issue with it so i just thought it's not really a big enough problem and i just carried on and i've carried on with it since yeah i can't i can't hear it anymore so it might have just been the way that it was it, the way that it was standing yeah now Fair it's enough. on a flat surface it's not so much of a problem anymore i think <laughs> it was sort of like hanging so yeah. it was probably just one of the moving parts in there was just like hitting against something yeah but i don't think you'd be able to get a self-service refund on a psu no, probably not. <laughs> but I think you know, massive, massive step forward for com- for a company that wants us to or wants to push us in a digital direction. That's yeah. that's the way to do it. Next, they just need to improve their uh, sales and you know lower the price of games once they've been out for a, a long time, rather than just going, oh yeah, it's a, uh, it's on sale now for fifty percent off and and then later on put it back to full value. I think there's there is actually games on the on the Xbox store that are still fifty pounds to buy and they've been out for nearly four years. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think GTA four probably uh, five probably falls into that. But that's what Xbox um access is gonna be. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember what they're calling it. It's uh, like the, whatever it is, the the twenty pounds a year. Yeah. Or is it Yeah, that's what, it's basically EA access for their backwards compatibility stuff, I know. Although now it means that I'm spending what forty pounds on Xbox Live, forty uh, pounds on Xbox Access, and then twenty pounds on EA Access just to get the full yeah. Xbox experience. See, the EA Access one for me is still worth having because I still buy a couple of EA games a year digitally, so I get my discount, and my discount is greater than what I spend on EA Access. Yeah, well, well I, it's, I it's I don't three have... games at the end of the, at the end of the cycle. So yeah. with Madden going free, FIFA's currently free. I mean, I've already bought FIFA, so it doesn't count. But Madden's free, FIFA's free, UFC goes free, I think 2's free currently. Yep. NHL's free, Battlefield 1's going to go free at some point in the coming months. That's it, see, I'm waiting for Battlefield, because when Battlefield 1 goes for free, they will do a sale on all the other EA stuff, and I'll get the sale price plus my EA Access discount on the season pass. I'll get what is essentially the full premium edition of Battlefield, and it'll probably cost me 40 quid. I think... Battlefield 1's already had a big time sale because I think one of my mates... Oh, it has. Because I think he got Battlefield 1 Premium Edition for like 30 quid recently. Yeah, it, they had the Deluxe Edition which which went down from... With with the st- sale price and my EA Access discount, it went from I think 120 quid down to 60. 
Ooh. And I was That's... very, I was very tempted. But it, the only problem was, I was like, I'm in the middle of another game that I don't want to stop playing, and it, yeah, Battlefield One will be on EA Access eventually. This is what I pay for the service for. I should probably wait or risk a divorce. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Battlefield 1, wasn't... Was it Battlefield 1? No. I don't know. What are we talking about? The the game where it's uh, you only need one person to have the DLC in a party. Oh, I don't know, mate. Shit, why can't I remember that? <laughs> I, I could swear it's Battlefield, but I'm probably, you know, doing it completely wrong. Yes. Uh, premium friends, basically. Okay. Uh, only one person needs to get premium in a in the party that you're playing with, and all of the DLC uh, stuff is available to anyone who's in your f- group. That's so if you're cool. you're in a team of five, I think five's the max. Might be six, oh. but if one whoever's got it, the, the only one person needs to have the premium stuff, and you can go play on the maps, you can play the game modes, you can do everything. But what it doesn't do is that it doesn't give you XP. Which, okay. But what it does do is it holds it, so it will cash it up, it'll bank it for you so whatever XP you get playing on those maps and doing those game modes, it'll bank them up and then you purchase premium and then you'll get a nice uh, free withdrawal of all that XP all at once Cool, that's I mean it's a good idea, for people that don't care about levelling up and things it's a really good idea holding XP to ransom (sighs) it's a dangerous game, that stings a little bit it's only for when you're playing on the DLC maps or yeah. in DLC playlists. Okay, so you enough. just need to... It's only for when you're playing... If I don't know. If I'm playing Battlefield 1 because I don't have premium personally, I play with a con of my friends, go on one of the maps. It takes us half an hour to an hour to finish a game. Yeah. My XP should go up maybe... I'll go up maybe quarter of a level. Yeah. I won't. And then we do another game. Instead of going up quarter level, again, I don't go up. And then after a couple more games... You know, I should go up a, a full level, but I haven't. That's no flies on me. It's just a bit of XP. Yeah. Especially when you're getting to the higher levels, it doesn't it doesn't really make a difference. And there aren't that many people who are low levels on Battlefield 1 anymore. Well, apart from me, because I've only played it maybe 15 hours worth of yeah. multiplayer on it. I say, which makes it ever more fun when I do finally get around to getting hold of Battlefield 1, because I just, I get to be, you know, Christmas noob. Yeah, yeah. I do love Christmas noobs. Everyone loves Christmas noobs, obviously. Christmas noobs got me my platinum on Battlefield 4. I needed one medal, and it was a pain in the ass medal. And I got it on actually on Christmas Day as well. <laughs> left my uh, left my family because they started watching fucking Doctor Who. Came home, started playing Battlefield, and lo and behold, a map filled with level three and four people. Clearly, just got the game for Christmas. So knifed through five of them in a row. Got my got my medal, got my platinum, turned it off. I think there's a one of the the new medals that they got in Battlefield One is one of the stages is getting I think five melee kills in a game and three in a row. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's there's something like some and I spent I was gonna say I spent ages doing it. In reality, I think I spent maybe one game doing it because <laughs> it counts bayonet charges and no one fucking expects a bayonet charge fair enough the number of times you see people just lying there in corridors just just trying to mow people down and you just run in with the bayonet charge they can't kill you quick enough <laughs> and if you've and 
Honestly, I've done it many times. I've just been running along doing the bayonet charge just because it's quicker to move that way and I may have been chasing someone down. Yeah. And suddenly my camera cha- angle changes because I just bayoneted someone who's lying on the floor. <laughs> but I didn't even know they were there. Excellent. <laughs> I just, just randomly just like knifed a dude in the side of the fucking face because he was lying <laughs> on the floor. So now I really want to play Battlefield 1. It's a, it is a good game. And with that, we're done with the news. On to what we've been playing. Mr. Brooker, I hear you've been all over those Telltale games. I have. Uh, I, I briefly want to talk about something that isn't a Telltale game first, and that's uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Again. I, well, again, I, obviously we talked about it, or I talked about it a bit last week. I have, at least for now, officially given up with Ghost Recon Wildlands. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to take very long. Fuck me. That, that game, right... On the surface, it looks like it's a, uh, or it is a quite a bit of fun. It's not built for single-player gaming, and this—I is I mean, this is the problem I have with a lot of games anyway, because everything is you have to play in multiplayer, or you have to play in co-op, or playing co-op for the best experience. I have like four friends in the world; only two of them actually play games, and organizing time to play games on my own is tough enough without organizing friends as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. so. I need to be able to play these games on my Todd, and there was just this this feeling. There's very quickly there was a mission that I was doing on Ghost Recon, which was a struggle to get through because the enemy numbers were a bit high. So I kind of went through and I, I took out people one at a time as silently as I could. I used things like sync shot and that to to speed it up a little bit. But I always seemed to just trip over something, you know, or. I, breathed in the wrong direction and everybody would see me and that's it I've got to start the mission over again and it just felt like it was I was hamstrung because I was playing on my own and then I got to this point where I managed to clear this area and I found a guy I interrogated him and then I had to go and do something else and I had a timer attached to it I had like two minutes to get somewhere I guess I mean it's my own stupid fault I had my I was using my elite controller I had my hair triggers on Forgetting, of course, with my hair triggers on, it only half accelerates in the car that I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, I, I burnt 45 seconds of my, my two minutes going, why is this so very fucking slow? Oh, yeah, that's why. Missed the objective because I ran out of time. Ended up having to do the entire mission again. Mm, nasty. That is a checkpointing through par that I just cannot deal with. There's... And I don't generally moan about checkpointing in games. I don't really care because you just play through or you drop the difficulty down or something if it's getting frustrating. But to lose an hour's work because there wasn't a checkpoint at the end of what was my main objective at that point in the mission really fucked me off. So I might go back to it at a later date, but currently I am not playing Ghost Recon fucking Wildlands. Wow. That's something. But what I did do, and this is... Dude, I can't believe I've done this. The Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game came out last week. Oh yes, episode one. Episode one came out last week. So I bought it and just bought the season pass and I've got my nice Guardians game. But I also noticed at the same time that the Batman game uh, was still on sale. So I got the season pass for Telltale Batman for a tenner. Alright. I was quite happy with that. The Telltale games, apart from one of them, the Telltale games have always done me alright. I 
quite like episodic games. You can sit and play for an hour and a half to two hours, finish an episode, feel like you've accomplished something, and move on and come back the next night and do some more. Forgetting, of course, that on my PlayStation, I currently have three uh, episodic games, two Telltale games and Life is Strange, that I haven't finished yet. (laughs) Because I was playing them all simultaneously. So they were all out at the same time. So it was Game of Thrones, Borderlands and Life is Strange. And they were all releasing at around the same time. So I was playing, you know, a different episode every couple of days. And I just got, like, to the second from last episode for each one and didn't go back for whatever reason. So they're still <laughs> sitting on my PlayStation waiting for me to finish. And yet I went and bought fucking more. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I played the Telltale Guardians game, which it, it very quickly transpires. It's got nothing to do with the film. Uh, okay. Which is... Uh, first one or second one? No, not that either. we know what the second one's in, but... Either. Okay. It's got, from what I can tell, it's got nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe at all. And this is given away by the fact that no one actually looks like they do in the film. Okay. I am guessing that this is what they look like in the comic books. Uh, possibly. I mean, because you and I have had this conversation a million times about comic books and comic book films and why I like comic book films because I don't give a flying fuck about the comic books, so if it's like the source material or not, I couldn't give two shits. But it did throw me, I have to admit, that I thought it was going to be based on the film, or at least set in the film's universe. Uh, but it's not. And it very quickly shows you, like in the first chapter, in the first, yeah, first chapter of episode one, that it's most definitely not. Uh, I won't spoil anything, obviously, but there is quite a big story twist within the first 15 minutes and that kind of sets the mood for the whole what is going to be five episodes I believe but I think they've I think Telltale have changed their engine up as well it doesn't look like any of the Telltale games it still plays and kind of looks like a Telltale game but it doesn't look like their other stuff which is very cel-shaded and comic booky. yeah uh, it doesn't look like that but everyone still walks like a cardboard cutout and Everybody talks like a puppet, stuff like that. But it's quite, it's quite good. I'm not sold on it 100% yet. I had a lot of fun, had a few giggles. And curious to see how the story pans out. Not too bad. One yeah. episode in, not too bad. I've got the trial for it, and you don't have to tell me about realizing that you've got Telltale games on your on your PlayStation, because <laughs> when I fired up my PlayStation, or the most recent attempt of it, I realized that the only games I've got in my library are Drive Club, uh, Telltale's Borderlands, Telltale's A Wolf Among Us, and Telltale's, I believe, Batman. Fair enough. In my PlayStation library that I've purchased through the PlayStation Store. Yeah. Now, I'm going to list the, the games that I've completed on my Xbox One 100%. Telltale's Tales from the Borderlands... <laughs> Telltale's A Wolf Among Us and I'm most of my way through Telltale's Batman Nice I bought them a second time on my Xbox without realising I already owned them on the Playstation because I'd forgotten in that time oh, don't, and I've I, since finished them The amount of times, I well we said this before the amount of games I've come across especially on my Playstation that I had no idea I owned you know, most recently it was uh, Firewatch I went to go and buy only for it to say you've already purchased this <laughs> oh Okay. Uh, but yeah, one episode in Guardians is okay. Yeah. But it's only okay. It's well, better than Game of Thrones. 
That's it's, not difficult. It's not as good as Tales from the Borderlands. That would be difficult to do as well. Exactly. So, so far it's just a Telltale game. Uh, but the other one, like I said, the other one I, I bought and played. And I played it over, I think, three nights. I'd done like one episode one day, two episodes the next day, and two episodes the day after that. I'd done Batman. Yeah. Now, Batman was surprisingly good. Yeah. Much like Guardians, though. So much like the Guardians game. It twists what I thought it was going to do. So I, okay, again, so I don't know the Batman comics, but there have been a million and four Batman films. And TV shows. And TV shows and radio shows and posters and everything. There's Batman, Batman is everywhere. So I kind of know Batman-ish. You know. So I do kind of go in with a set of, uh, of expectations. Yeah, I kind of expected them to be met and they were turned up on their head quite quickly. It's... <laughs> It's tough as well, because they do things that are poignant to the story and it's all spoilery, but if you know, if you think you know Batman from the films or from the TV shows or the games or whatever, you will not expect what happens to happen in the Bat- in Telltale Batman. It's It does a lot of things. It's not just a Batman game, it's a Bruce Wayne game as well, which is good, because I would get really bored of the uh, quick-time Telltale fighting quite quickly <laughs> yeah but it does look more like a telltale game and it does look like i'm playing a comic book it, it that, that one does have that cell shaded look about it so but i would say yeah like i finished it and i'm glad i finished it. i really enjoyed it i don't think it had a lull in it at all it was all fun or tense uh, uh all the way through from what i can remember i did find this interesting thing though kind of briefly <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting Sort of. Well, you know, when you get to the end of every episode and it says that 104% of people chose, you know, not to take a shit on the rug. Yeah. You know, so you get all of that, don't you? So it's it's quite interesting that, like, the first three episodes, all of my choices were in the majority with everybody else. And, I mean, a huge majority. I mean, we're talking you and 86% of other people chose to do this. That's because there's only one way to be Batman. It's there's completely pointless giving you choices in a Batman game because you're either playing as Batman or you're playing as not Batman. But the thing was, these choices weren't just when you were playing as Batman. These were choices when you were playing as Bruce Wayne as well. And I did. I made choices thinking I was taking the left field choice and doing something that no one was really supposed to do. And it turned out that everybody was doing that. <laughs> Well, 86% of us were doing that. But then what happened was, when you get to episode 4, I believe, you have to make a couple of very uh, very grey choices. And there's no black and white choice in this. Everything is a bit morally ambiguous. So, very quickly, you notice, when you get to the end of the episode, you and 51% of other people done this. Or you and 48% of other people done this. All of a sudden, with this... You've got these really quite tough moral questions in in episode four, and no one seems to know the best route to go. Mm. You know, it's not which. It, I mean, I, I don't suppose it changes the gameplay that much. I just no. I, I got to the end and I and I found it interesting that I clearly was not the only person that was possibly labouring over these choices a bit more than I should have been. <laughs> you know, especially it, when they only give you a certain amount of time to make the choice. Yeah. But it was it was very much you're 
you clearly are not sure what to do. There's not a very obvious, I'm going to go kill this guy. Or, you know, I'm, I'm going to have some cheese on toast for dinner. Mm. There's no obvious choice in some of these. And it was, when you realise that and you play back in your mind what you've done, you've gone, actually, that's, that's quite good. It doesn't hit that same lofty height in episode 5. But episode 5 is basically an action episode that shuts down the whole story. Uh, I would recommend, though, it's a shame, I don't think it's on sale anymore, but for a tenner, I've spent worse tenors. But, I, yeah. I would really quite recommend Telltale's Batman. And I'm, I think, like, the next few weeks, I'm going to make an effort to finish all my episodic <laughs> games. Yeah. Just just to say I've finished them, because it's annoying that I have these fucking games I'm not finishing. Uh, the only problem with that is we've... Well, there are two problems with that. One, we've just been given The Walking Dead Season 2 on Games of Gold. And I really don't want to play that because <laughs> I, I played it on the Vita and turned it off after 10 minutes because it just made me do horrendous shit that I didn't find enjoyable. So I've either got to just not play it or try and get over it. I'm not sure which one I do. What's the new Telltale Walking Dead game coming? It's Episode 4's out at the moment. Really? Episode 4 came out this week. Sure. Which seems to have happened really quietly. Because well, I, I, I only remember briefly that there was a, a new Telltale Walking Dead game that wasn't the Walking Dead game. It was the... They had the Michonne one, didn't they? Yeah, because they had that one that came... That I didn't see... I didn't hear or see anything about. And then there was the one that they half announced that... Was it E3 last year? Something like that, yeah. And then that was the only mentioning of it at all until later on I saw someone playing The Walking Dead, whatever the fuck it's called. And I see... The Frontier? Yeah, I see that exact scene that they showed off at E3 as they were playing it. And I was like, oh... (laughs) <laughs> That's what that is. Okay then. So it's uh, I mean, I really enjoyed season one of The Walking Dead. Like, and I mean, like everybody else that isn't a heartless, soulless prick, I was in absolute bits at the end of season one. But season two, like I say, the first ten fifteen minutes took all that goodwill and shat all over it. And I just really, it it took it to a level for me that just isn't enjoyable anymore. Much like The Walking Dead TV show. Wow. So. Yeah. I will probably I'll aim to finish. Obviously, I'll report back in a couple of weeks, and I'll aim to finish some of my other episodic games. Uh, you know, in the next few weeks, and maybe I will try season two of The Walking Dead. We shall see. But I think uh, I think that's me done, mate. Told you I'd be quick. Yeah, nice, nice and quick. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Yep. So that gives me a chance to talk about very briefly what I've been playing. Now, as I mentioned earlier in the in the episode, uh, I spent most of my Easter holiday in the north, where I didn't have my Xbox or good internet. Or so, sun. Or sunlight, or electricity, or trains that didn't run on steam, or other various things. <laughs> uh, so I was playing uh, a game on my phone. So for a character unlock first, I'm going to talk about a mobile phone game. Cool. That mobile phone game is... Clash Royale. Oh, God. Yeah. Not Clash of Clans, in, in case you get almost confused by that. Isn't Clash of Clans the one... I can't remember who it is. Is it advertised with, I don't know, uh, Woman with Tits? Woman with Tits. No, that's uh, something... Game of War? Oh, yeah, Game of War. Is it Mariah no, Carey? It's Mariah Carey now. I believe it was someone else beforehand. Yeah. I mean, Kate Upton. Something like that. It's completely um, immaterial to the conversation, because it's the wrong yeah. game. Sorry, mate, go on. It's completely the wrong game. No, this is Clash Royale, which uh, I believe was advertised with um, Christoph Waltz and James Corden. 
he was reading a bedtime story. I don't know if that was the Clash of Clans one or that was the Clash Royale one. Okay. Kind of wanna... But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Clash Royale, it's uh, essentially a tower defense game where it's you versus an opponent trying to destroy each other's towers with you know, uh, units that you've got uh, out of a, a deck. So you get, a ch- you get to choose eight cards to put into your deck that you're going to pick, that you can, you can play with, and at any you get given four from the start, and it random four out of those ones, and as you use them, you get your next card. And then, okay. you, then it, it just goes through as you use them, you get them back again. So the more, But each card has a certain amount of elixir in order to uh, play it, and your elixir generates, you get a new, you get new one new elixir every 2.8 seconds, and then for the last 60 seconds of the round, uh, it goes into over. T- it goes into uh, double elixir, so you get a new piece one every 1.4 seconds. Okay. So, if you build yourself a, a decent deck, you can play it and you can level yourself. Go through uh, as you win, you win trophies. Um, depending on how well you win, you win crowns. So for each tower of your opponent you destroy, you get a crown. And if you destroy the 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 main tower, you, you get your th- you get full three crowns because it's three towers to destroy. So it's one for the first one, one for the second one. But if you don't destroy the second main first, the second tower, and you just go straight for his uh, king tower, you get three for the win straight away. Okay. So it's pretty cool and entertaining. Um, and some of the the units themselves actually have some pretty amusing voiceover work. So there's one which is a a hog rider where it's basically a black dude riding a pig and the dude has a giant hammer that he uses to then smash the the tower it's attacking but when he comes in in a very high-pitched voice he just shouts out pig rider okay yeah <laughs> that sounds like it could be awkward if it came out your phone while you're on the train yeah but it's it's possibly the most fun i've had playing games on my phone ever i i think i'm a little bit addicted to it because when i wake up in the morning i usually play at least one or two games of clash royale before i even think about getting up and getting ready for work okay and when i finish work and i get home first thing i do is open up the free chests that you get given every (laughs) uh, i think you get one every four hours oh wow okay so if i fire up clash royale now but right now to load up i'll look at uh, yeah, free chest can be collected once in, a f- in every four hours. So my next free chest is in two hours and forty-five minutes. Cool. But when you join a clan, you can um, request a card or request cards specifically, depending yeah. on which which arena you're in. So the the more wins you get and the more trophies you have, the higher the arenas you go, and the higher the arenas you go, the more cards you can request. Because typically speaking, you'll have leveled up the cards that you've got accordingly for the arenas that you're in so right now i'm currently uh, have a deck of the rare cards are all at level seven and all of my common cards are at uh like level 11 nearly level 10 uh, level 12 rather cool because it's for my um my level 10 uh cards my level 11 cards it's it's nearly 2000 cards that you need to just find in chests or be given in order to level them up to the next one okay and you can only at my in my arena. I can only request forty at a time, right. every like four hours. So, if I was to get, if I was to put a request in now for elite barbarians, then I'd only get forty of them, assuming there were forty pe- there were other people in my clan that are willing to give me forty of their cards between them. 
Okay. I think you can. I can only donate up to eight cards. I think per per donation. So yeah, this is. It's a weird one because it's really basic, really simple, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> That's the important bit, though, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, who gives I, a fuck? As long as, it's, as long as it's not spending you a fucking, as long as it's not spend, costing you a fortune in microtransactions. That's the thing. It's a free game, so the, all of it is basically in microtransactions. You get offered a special offer every time you go up a level. Yeah. So you go up a level, and they go, or rather, you go up an arena, and they go, "Oh yeah, we've got um, special offer for three ninety nine. You can have this chest. It contains a hundred thousand coins and a thousand gems, and you'll also get a chest that contains a hundred and fifty cards." Yeah. And sixty of them are rares, and there's at least one of them is a a super rare or a legendary card. Have you uh, have you spent any money on it yourself? Me personally, I've spent I think seven pounds on it because I thought that was how much the game was worth. If I was to if if they were to release it on an actual console or something to play it on, yeah. so I don't I I basically paid in my transactions seven pounds. Fair enough. It's a, th- it's a bit like a obviously a different game type, but a guy I work with is a massive Hearthstone player. Okay. And he's trying to get me into it. And I'm like, well, no, I don't. So, I don't want to play card games for one. They're not the. Yeah. They, they don't interest me in the slightest. But I'm like, at the same time, they're they're free to pay games. Yeah. You know, you you can play them for free, but at a certain point, you're not going to get anywhere unless you load some money into it. And he's like, well, yeah, that's the point. I was like, well, no. That's my point. I don't want to spend money on these things. And I don't want to feel like I have to pay to win. Yeah. With, with, luckily with this one, I mean, yes, I've, I've put some money into it. In the, I, I gave them the money that I thought they deserved, considering it's a free game. And yeah. they, to be fair, they probably make a fortune out of advertising. Although I, I don't think I've seen any adverts in the game. But they, they, probably, they probably make money from Apple based on the fact that the, the, the downloads that they're getting, despite yeah. being a free game and... Again, the microtransactions. There's going to be people who've. I think there's actually a news story out there. That there's a dude who's put well over two thousand pounds on like his dad's credit card into this game. Now, just fucking hell. For me and you, yeah, you hear that two thousand pounds into a fucking mobile game. That sound. That's a lot. Do you know why? The dad's. The dude's dad is like a billionaire. And okay. that £2,000 was literally just like, oh, okay then. Fucking hell. Still. I, I, it's like, that. I that's that's our weekly shopping. <laughs> yeah. Still, fucking hell. That's, you know, it's a new computer for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you're out there, you're saving up and buying cars, buying buying new laptops, all this crap, sending your kid to a, a school. And uh, how very dare kid, I. And, and this kid's <laughs> just gone, Dad, I want to buy this. Here you go. Two thousand pounds later. Yeah. All right then. Here. Now don't do that again. Here's your ten grand allowance to spend as whatever you want for the rest of the month. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah. So it's a uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun. And you know what? I honestly think that me just talking about it doesn't really do it enough justice. You should absolutely watch a video on it on YouTube because I'm pretty sure there are there are definitely fucking Clash Royale videos on YouTube. Cool. Because there are some games out there that are... Well, some matches out there of uh, of some of the the more experienced players, uh, should we say. The ones who've got the higher level stuff. Yeah. And I just... I watch some of them and I'm like, 
holy fuck, if I'd played against them, I would have been fucked over royally <laughs> because I'd have. There's no way I would have made any of these decisions that you know this dude's clearly prepared to to, to show off. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? It's the kind of game that I would probably install and play for a little while and then get bored with because that tends to be my mo when it comes to mobile games. Yeah. I, I, I mean, get to, I have to, I do the same thing. Right. It doesn't matter if it's Angry Birds or a solitaire game or a chess game I, I get to a point and just go I'm done I need something else when I'm having a cheeky poo at work yeah. well I think what was the there was a reason to why I got it in the first place I think it's uh, a dude at work was chatting about it and I was like I don't play mobile games fuck mobile games Royal, right right <laughs> off and then I got my new iPhone with the 32 gig uh, instead of the 16 gig version and yeah. I was like well, I've only got so much music and can only take so many pictures and videos. And I was like, "Fuck it, let's install a mobile game." What's that one that he? Keeps, what's the one that my mate keeps talking about? It's like Clash of Clans. I was like, "Oh shit!" So I just type in Clash, and then instead of going to Clash of Clans, it just like Clash Royale. I was like, "Yeah, go on then, let's give that a go." <laughs> and I played it for 20 minutes. I was like, "Okay, this is a lot of fun." And then I leveled up enough, and I found a clan. I just went. I just literally just went flicking through the list of clans, and uh, lo and behold, I'm going to say I found one that's actually called Milton Keynes. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, so I thought, fuck it, let's uh, let's jump on that. It's Supercell. But, yeah. So it's made by the same people that make Clash of Clans. Yeah, I think the Clash of Clans characters as a whole are in Clash Royale. They've just got I don't know. It's slightly different in obvious for obvious reasons. Fair enough. Yeah, but, I've just I was having a look. But yeah, it's. I'm in a Milton Keynes clan, so for anyone who, if any of our potential listeners are in fact Clash Royale players and you're in the Milton Keynes clan, that's right, I'm that famous. <laughs> Excellent. But my, my, my gamer tag on Clash Royale is the same as my Twitter handle, so if anyone was to actually go looking to see who the fuck the John C.U. is, they'd go, <laughs> oh shit, he's a podcaster. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Mobile games. Mobile games. They're potentially a good thing if you're having a dump at work. Yeah. And you're allowed to have your phone with you when you're taking a dump at work. Ah, uh, yeah. Work in education. My phone is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not restricted to just reading the shower bottle. No. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, that's what we've been playing. So, doesn't really leave us a lot left to do for this episode. That's good. Yeah, nice, nice and quick, cheeky. What should have been the last episode should be nice and quick, but now, but uh, ended up being a, a full-on three-hour conversation because we hadn't spoken in a while. So yeah, but to be fair, yeah. once I got it, I got it down to an hour and a half, and it actually I thought last last the last episode was decent. I had a lot of fun with that one actually. Yeah, I, I imagine you had a fuck ton of fun just editing it and. <laughs> I think I actually made a mistake because I forgot to download it, so I literally rinsed my 4G in streaming it. Yeah. This was after I just rinsed my 4G playing games up the north because <laughs> fuck am I playing any th- or or fuck using my phone to do anything on 2 meg broadband. No. I had 4G. Why would I not use it? Yeah. No, so, yeah, it was I, a, it was one of those things when I was editing it I kind of went this you know, I'm actually laughing my ass off to myself. I don't care if anybody else found it funny. 
yeah. I, I found it really funny. So I'm like, I'm leaving all this dicking around in because it was yeah. actually loads of fun. I actually had someone ask me what the what I said when you put rolling on, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not telling you that. And then he just started dreaming of all these different and horrendous and insensitive things to say, and I was like, fucking, it, why would I say that? <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, we even managed to get through this one without that much offensive language, mate. We've done all right. I I can't believe I didn't throw a C bomb in when I, when I was talking about you earlier. <laughs> I was absolutely going to call you a cunt at one point. I can't even remember why. That's right. Everybody just does it for. <laughs> they they don't have a reason just because I'm me. It's the reason is it's Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> or in this case, it's it's actually Wednesday. It is. So yeah, I'm okay with that. So that just leaves us with after a bit more quick dicking around. <laughs> recommendations. You got a recommendation for us, Mr. Brooks? I have two. You're not allowed two. I'm having two. <laughs> uh, my first one is my actual proper recommendation, and it's uh, StarCraft. Oh. StarCraft has now been made free. Woo! So you can, you know, you can download the Blizzard app. I don't know what it's called. I know they're trying to rebrand it from Battle.net. I don't know if it's still called Battle.net. Uh... But yeah, uh, StarCraft, the original StarCraft is now free, and and it's had a massive patch as well for the first time in like eight years. <laughs> so I think slightly updated graphics and well, I think actually I think they're prepping just to give people a taste because obviously in the summer they're releasing the remastered edition or whatever they want to call uh, it. They're re- okay. they're re-releasing StarCraft for new machines. Yeah. So I think it's just to go. Oh, don't forget this is our game. So even if you don't play the uh, spend the money on and buy the remastered edition. Absolutely, StarCraft for free from Blizzard. It's one of the best games I've played in my entire life. Yes. Uh, and my own, my other recommendation is, so as this podcast comes out, so assuming I get this edited in time and it comes out on Friday, yesterday a demo was released on Xbox One and PS4 for Prey. The new oh. sci-fi horror thriller thing from Dishonored Makers Arcane. Uh, I can't say I've played loads and it's really good. I can say it looks fucking amazing. If you're not sure whether or not you're going to buy it, have a have a go at the demo. Hopefully, it will convince you. Uh, it's I don't need convincing. I've pre-ordered it already. But yeah, the demo for Prey comes out yesterday. What about you, mate? <laughs> oh. Really? Prey? Fuck you. (laughs) What's wrong with Prey? Me recommending Bethesda games on my own fucking episode. Have that, motherfucker. Fuck you. That's what you get for talking about Mass Effect on all those episodes I hosted, you cunt. (laughs) (laughs) At least people want to listen about Mass Effect. At least people like Mass Effect. No, I don't. No one cares about Bethesda. (laughs) Bethesda can suck a giant floppy cock. Uh... Just my you wait, pray is the game that's going to stop me from finishing all my Telltale games. It's, actually, it's probably going to stop me from finishing Horizon as well, because I'm really looking forward to Prey. I was a little excited until they showed it off as being essentially just Dishonored, but without magic. I, yeah, it looks it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like I'm okay with Dishonored without magic, because another game that looks like Dishonored with magic will just be Dishonored. So I'm, I'm okay. It looks very horror-y. Yeah. So, which which interests me more than made by the guys that made Dishonored, but made by the guys that made Dishonored really excites me. So, 
we'll you know I'm very much looking forward to it but it comes out as this podcast comes out it comes out next Friday so a demo a week beforehand I think is okay sorry mate it's a, your recommendation <laughs> my recommendation is the game I was talking about earlier is what we've been playing I'm going to recommend Clash Royale and if you're quick in listening to this podcast and then actually getting around to downloading it and playing it in as of the moment of recording in one day and nine hours there is a draft challenge tournament going up where you get one free entry into that as well where the top prize includes uh or rather for 12 wins you get to unlock the brand new card which is the heal spell which will absolutely make sense to you once you install and play the game yeah, it's the first time the heal. It's the first time there's been the heal option, which means that you can heal your troops in combat. So you can send a big group of enemy of your troops into attack one of their towers. If they throw down something that's going to cause you damage, you can hit that heal spell on, and it gives I think uh, 20 HP every second. So oh, okay. Sounds it good. Turns, it turns um, units that can take a lot of damage into absolute beasts, and it can turn units that don't can't don't take a lot of damage to be killed into possibly you know almost tank level. Cool. So yeah, Clash Royale, absolutely. Nice. So, uh, so we will end with the typical fashion of uh, where can people find you, Mister Brooks? I am on Twitter. For the most part, bitching and moaning about almost everything that upsets me. Even stuff that doesn't upset me that I just want to bitch about. Uh, I am at Brooker411 and you can find me uh, writing for and podcasting on the Failed Critics podcast. I was on last week's episode covering our fifth birthday and I will be on next week's episode talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So yeah, if you're listening to us on this feed, I'm on the other Failed Critics shows as well. Yay! Uh, myself, uh, I am on Twitter as the John underscore CU on Xbox Live as Long Dong Silver, which that just leaves us with plugging our own stuff. So, yep. if you find a piece of social media somewhere, so Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, possibly some others, I don't know. I don't keep track of these things anymore. I don't care enough. <laughs> <laughs> don't care about social media really. Uh, character unlock. Just just start typing character unlock into into anything. Ooh. You might get lucky. Actually, really quick, because I did, pro- I did kind of say I wanted to do this, and I will. After you're done listening to us, there are other podcasts that you need to go and listen to, because I steal all their ideas. So... <laughs> well, you're not supposed to tell them that. <laughs> well, so like I like I said, uh, Fair Critics podcast. Our the, the, they're the podcast that spawned us. The mothership. Uh, the mothership and. Their other sister podcast, which is Underground Nights, which is Paul and James doing like cult films and things. Uh, and my usual suspects, the same coin, Chris, Ditz and Adam, who are amazing and an awful lot of fun to listen to. They had two episodes this week, one with Ditz and one with Chris, soloing it. So literally just a 45-minute monologue from each one, just talking yeah. about podcasting and life and games and things. And it was actually, I think, I think Ditz kind of done it worried that it was going to fall apart and it actually sounded really good uh, but yeah listen to them Last Save Loaded who are you know, a pair of great guys who yeah I really enjoyed uh, listening to them they're a bit like us they're just normal guys that game and do other things and they just chat about it for an hour a week I think that's it yeah alright so you you plugged and hoard yourself out enough yep 
And I think we've told everyone exactly who we are and what we've been doing. We've chatted about games. We've we haven't gone off topic very often, so that's that's a new one for us. Well, the thing is, it never sounds like we go off topic, so I usually edit it all out anyway. Apart, <laughs> apart from we decide to talk about WrestleMania. Well, this is true, but we got some game stuff out of that. It was almost relevant. It was it was almost relevant because you distracted me from talking about Mass Effect? Yeah, which we haven't. We've barely talked about this week. It's... I think you've mentioned Mass Effect more times than I have. Although now that I've said Mass Effect for the like, well, that's it. They, you fucked time. it up completely now, haven't you? Yeah. But that's why we've managed to keep this entire recording down to less than an hour and a half. It's because you weren't talking about space fucking. <laughs> space fucking. <laughs> Although, speaking of which, I have finished Mass Effect and I have had that space fucking with the Bluebird. Cool. Yep. Sounds like a conversation for our next episode in a couple of weeks. Yep. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>